Welcome to the podcast, In and Through exists to equip the church to be hearers and doers of the word. My name is Tim Elmore, and I am the senior pastor of Memorial Baptist Church in Stratford, Ontario. And I'm Marshall Morden, the associate, the safety net, the backup plan. That you are. That I am. (laughs) On the way over, Marshall, I had to stop and get gas. Okay. I don't think I have ever put three digits worth of gas in a vehicle. It was gross. Oof. That's a lot. For for those of you listening in the US, gas in southern Ontario right now is a dollar thirty six. A liter. A liter. So times four. Um, yeah, essentially. I don't know what the exact equivalent is, but yeah, it's nuts. It's yeah. nuts. It's four. It's very expensive. Right. Yeah. If we had any listeners in Europe, they would be like, Ha, your gas is so cheap. Don't complain. <laughs> right. It's just all it's all relative. We don't have listeners in the States. My mom. Hi mom. You got you no we you, we've got we, a yeah I know we've got a small base we just have there. to stick with the whole we have two listeners oh right okay sorry yes that's it's right. the that running it's the running joke and you can't trip up the running joke that's right sorry and no now you've had us shatter call the motif now you've had us call out the joke and so oh man oh well oh well question thirty five mm-hmm. since we are redeemed by grace alone through faith alone where does this faith come from mm. good question. Where Why? Does it, yeah. Why is it a good question? Why does it matter, Marshall? Well, okay, so we've talked a lot about faith, right? We've talked about what it is. We've talked about what we should put our faith in. We've talked about what faith does. But where does it come from? I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's a fair that's a fair question to ask. And how my people have answered that fair question incorrectly. Yeah. Well, there's a variety of answers. I mean, there's kind of we'll start with We'll start with like just kind of like the atheistic answer. You know what I mean? Kind of like that, you know, that one who just wants to kind of write everything off as just kind of pure imagination, wishful mm-hmm. thinking, right? Like right. it's literally just m- this make-believe thing. That's all it is, and some people do it because it all whatever gets you through. Yeah, whatever's good for your mental health. Yeah, whatever helps you sleep at night. Exactly. Yeah. Some people aren't even like. I mean, some people are like ridicule faith, like that, and some people are are cool with it. But again, they would just describe it the way you just did, right? Like, right. if it helps people, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's a more, like, sociological answer that it's, it's like, it's inherited from our parents or from our culture. It's a thing that we just kind of acquire uh, by osmosis yep. from the people that we're around. Here's a, here's, to that end, here's a common thing that I've heard said over the years. When we talk about things like, it, in every circumstance that I've, worked in i've always tried to bring in like this a level of theological discussion mm-hmm. that doesn't normally go on in a church and inevitably i have someone come up to me and say that's great i'm interested in learning more about what i believe <laughs> that's an interesting it is a fascinating statement uh-huh. because the presumption is because i'm here we all believe the same stuff, even if we don't know what that is yet. Right. I would argue you don't believe it if you don't know that it exists. Yeah, actually, that, that's, that's, yeah, that's a good point. We were having a discussion uh, with our, our youth group the other day, and um, we were just talking about the fact that like, it's very easy to be um, 
to kind of fall away from the faith if you don't really know what you believe. If you don't, yep. if you don't actually have a firm grasp on the truths of Scripture, then like it's going to be very easy for someone to just like poke a hole in the Bible, and you'd be like, "Oh, well, I guess there's no answer for that." Right, and right. and so this is like this is a very strategic thing mm. that we're doing here, right? Um, a read through the Bible mm-hmm. because it's incredible how many Christians don't n- read their Bible. Yeah, they don't know their Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, the majority, like statistically, like the majority of people who claim to be evangelical Christians don't read their Bible. Right, and and that's not to say that reading the Bible in and of itself is the virtue. No. The purpose is to read the Bible so that we know God and we know what he's about, we mm-hmm. know who we are, and we know what it is we're supposed to do, mm-hmm. right? That's the point of it, is to learn from it, not just not just read it. But we've also had a culture, and this is a controversial thing, so... Just say it anyways. If it gets spicy. I think that morning devotion culture has been good but not without its ills mm-hmm. right and so we print up all of these get all you need in five minutes mm-hmm. kind of devotions um i love by and large oswald chambers mm-hmm. um my utmost for his highest is probably the godfather of all of this yeah, yeah. uh but the and and you know what even spurgeon mornings and evenings morning and evening yep um but the whole just Grab it, and in 10 minutes, you've got your time with God. Mm-hmm. Um, what it caused us to do is to read the Bible in this really splotchy patchwork way, mm-hmm. um, which means we don't understand it because we don't know how these things connect. And so when we come to a passage, we feel like we have to interpret that passage apart from any other contextual help. Right. So reading through the Bible together mm-hmm. was the first thing we did Mm -hmm. working ourselves through theology is also strategic because you can't believe in what you don't know. And so I feel like this is a level of teaching that's, that's necessary in the church. Mm -hmm. And so we do it. That's also why on Sunday mornings by and large, we preach through books of the Bible. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and it's fascinating how people will say, I've always wondered what that passage meant. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a great teacher or expositor. I essentially get up there and read it, and I, I think, think it that's... falls into place because of the context. I don't think you're being it starts fair to, to make yourself, more Tim. sense. Tim can preach, folks. Um, okay, more wrong answers though. The psychological answer: faith comes from our minds, so it kind of originates in our our, our minds. Our you know we we kind of change our minds, we we think through things, and then we yep. come to faith that way. The so, Bible, so at that point, faith is a decision. Yeah, yeah, I, exactly, right? And yeah. and here's the issue, right? Like, well, I'll read a few verses from Romans 8, right? Those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. Those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. So here's here's the thing. For someone who is who doesn't have faith, their mind is is really kind of incapable on its own of coming to that place, mm-hmm. right? Their mind is set on the flesh. It's impossible for them to please God in that state. So it's not, it's not something that is kind of 
in our in our brains already, right? Our minds do not naturally gravitate towards faith, at least in 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 a in a like before we are saved. Our minds do not naturally gravitate towards faith, um, and and they're in a sense predisposed to faithlessness, really. Um, so that's one answer. There's another answer that I think sounds true at first. Um, faith comes from the heart, right? Faith is in your oh, yeah. heart, right? You follow your heart, man. You just dig down deep enough into it. The faith is there. You just gotta, you just gotta draw it out from within yourself. No one has ever said anything bad about following your heart. <laughs> <laughs> so we like to quote like, "The heart is deceitful above all things," right? Desperately sick. Who can understand it? Jesus talks about how you know our evil deeds and desires flow from our heart. Um, so the, our own heart, the human heart, is not the source of faith. Some might say that faith is kind of in the spirit of man. So like we understand that all human beings are both physical and spiritual beings. So perhaps faith doesn't come from our, our, our flesh, so to speak. But, you know, our human spirit, you know, again, that is maybe the source of it. Right. In, in our in our spiritual selves are, are capable of of having that faith. But the Bible describes those who are without faith as, as spiritually dead. So I don't think. That's the source of it either. There's no, there's no aspect of our human nature, whether it's you know physical, uh, mental, emotional, spiritual, whatever it is, that is really and truly capable on, on its own of coming to a place of faith. Yes. So. Right answers? Or you got more? No, that's it. Yeah, all right. that's all I got. Um, the, so the catechism says in its answer to where faith comes from, all the gifts we receive from Christ, we receive through the Holy Spirit, including faith itself. All right. So faith, according to the catechism, is a gift. Mm-hmm. Something bestowed upon us by Christ. Yeah. Through the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Ephesians kind of talks about this, right? For by grace you've been saved through faith. It's not your own doing. It's the gift of God, right? It's something that is given to us, right? And so, and we receive these things, as the Catechism says, uh, they're from Christ, but through the Holy Spirit. So, in a sense, the Holy Spirit is the conduit of these things that we're given um, from Christ, right? So, so we often think of like the fruits of the Spirit as being kind of those things, where we talk about the gifts of the Spirit, and we're going to get into that more because we're going to talk more about the Holy Spirit in upcoming weeks but this idea that even our faith originates with god and comes to us that way right hebrews talks about jesus as the founder uh, and perfecter of our faith and that word founder you know i mean originator or author or whatever you can kind of take it in different ways but it starts it starts with him it doesn't start within us um yeah and and i think that's Here's here's what's going to happen when people hear that. Some people are going to go, oh, that sounds like hard Calvinism, mm-hmm. right? That sounds like one-dimensional Calvinism, mm-hmm. right? God chose who he's going to grant faith to, and that person is going to get faith mm. and no one else. And then they're going to come at with things like Romans ten seventeen mm. says faith comes through hearing. Yeah. And hearing the word of God. Mm-hmm. Um, so what are you going to do about that? They would even say that Ephesians passage, mm-hmm. the gift, is the gift faith or is the gift 
salvation by grace. Or is the gift both? Grammatically. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I understand. I understand in, what you're saying. In, in Koine-I grammar. Yeah, sure. Uh, so what is the syntax of that? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But here's the, here's the truth in that. Even the Arminian position... And again, it's not that there are only two positions. Yeah, there's. But yeah. taking taking those kinds of things, um, there is the doctrine of provenial grace, mm-hmm. which is the idea that a person cannot believe unless the Holy Spirit and the gospel are present to open them to that. Yeah, and yeah. so it's it's not entirely different. Yeah. So, so that's just to say, if if someone is sitting here going, "Oh my goodness, I can't believe where this is going," yeah, and Maybe they've already hit the stop button. Um, that's that's not. It's not. It's neither one way or the other. Mm-hmm. This is a universally agreed upon thing. Yeah. It just in the writing of this, maybe sounds one sided, or maybe in your own experience has sounded one sided. Mm-hmm. But interestingly enough, we pray this way, right? Sure. I didn't. I I I didn't really experience the reformed side of the Baptist world. Through my uh, through my upbringing, um, but you know what we did? We still prayed that God would cause people to be saved. Yeah, right. We yeah. still prayed that the Holy Spirit would open people's hearts, mm-hmm. that it would uh, that it would break down walls, mm-hmm. that it would soften their hearts, that it would shine light into those dark places, um, and that they would believe. Yeah, and so so that. Is what this is. Yeah, yeah. You don't have to be, you know, big R reformed um, to come to terms with the fact that, yeah, that people come to faith when God is working in them. Right. right? That's that's how it works. Right. And obviously the nuance of that and how that's unpacked um, on a, you know, on a more like philosophical level uh, might vary from one position to the other. But like this is just this is just the Bible. This is just true. Mm-hmm. Um and and here here's the thing I think it's a it's a comforting thing to understand right when we understand that our faith is something that is from God right that it that begins with Him instead of simply ourselves we can we can rest right we can rest with a degree of confidence mm-hmm. right that He who began a good work in us will see it to completion right right that that okay it's it's not just like it wasn't, it, it, it wasn't all me that just came up with this or that came to this conviction or, or came to this understanding. Like, I'm also, it's, I'm not on my own as I walk this life, as, as I, you know, as I'm called to cling to that faith or to work through that faith. Um, this isn't something that, you know, a path that I'm walking by myself, right? This isn't something that, you know, I came up with and I've got to keep, um, in my own strength. That's just not, that's not what we have to do, which is comforting, I think. Right. And, and I, I think, I think that one of the things that's a little complex in this is at the same time, it's not a thing that I just coast on. No, 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 no. Right. Uh, sometimes we like to talk about faith in the same way we talk about talent. Mm. Uh, I, I don't remember who it was. I'd love to, uh, I, I quote this all the time. And I should go back and find it. I don't think I would ever be able to, but I say it enough. I probably said it here. Um, saw a YouTube interview with a very talented guitarist, not famous, mm-hmm. just super, 
skilled. Um, and in the interviews, the guy interviewing him asks, at what point did you realize you were so talented? Hmm. And he was really offended by the question, the guitarist was. He was like, why would you do that? Why do people do that? Hmm. He said, I stayed home when my friends in high school were going out. I play guitar 12 to 14 hours a day. That's more than most people work at their jobs. Mm-hmm. It's not like one day I just picked up a guitar and it happened for me. <laughs> and when you say, when did you realize how talented you were, you're belittling all of the work that I've put into this. Mm-hmm. Why would you do that? Yeah. And, and he said, it also kind of, I think, is you letting yourself off the hook. Yeah. To be like, oh, well, I can't be a great guitarist because I'm not talented. So it's not my fault. And he said, it might be that you were just lazy. Yeah. And exactly. you didn't put in the effort. And I think, I think a similar thing can happen with faith, mm-hmm. right? We looked at people and like, oh, I wish I had their kind of faith, right? That, that person who is steeped in the scripture and is praying hours on end, I wish I had their kind <laughs> of faith. Well, yeah. yes, our faith is a gift from God through the Holy Spirit, but it is also something that we nurture mm-hmm. and grow in mm-hmm. and are obedient to. Yeah, you got to exercise that faith. We got to quench not the spirit. Yeah, you got to exercise that faith like like a muscle, right? Like, I mean, we've all been gifted bodies from God as well, right? Bodies have, have muscles, but, you know, some people's muscles are better at doing the things they were designed to do than others because they've been exercised. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, I mean, in, 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 you know, the analogy, obviously all analogies kind of have their, their limit, but sure. in, in a yeah. similar sense, right. We are, we are gifted this faith, right. God's given us this faith or he's, he's worked it in, in us. We have it, but we're not off the hook to, you know, to just yet, like you said, coast on that. It is something that is to be exercised. Right. And we can pray, like we can pray, for our faith to be strengthened as well, right? So there's a, there's an exor- there's a personal exercise, but we can also go to God, right? Right. That's what it means for us to continue to work out our own salvation through mm-hmm. fear and through trembling, knowing that it is God who both wills, who 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 works in us both to will and to do. Yeah. Right. And, and I I think there are probably two things that people are hearing this point and they're like, okay, that that seems odd to me. One, it feels like victim blaming. It's your own fault that you don't have more faith. Um, just like muscles, some people are going to have it easier right. than others sure. and, and may always struggle. Sure. I, but I think it's still worth asking the question, are you nurturing your mm-hmm. faith and developing it? Or are you constantly throwing obstacles in front of yourself mm-hmm. while simultaneously quenching the spirit? I, it's yeah. it's it is not a condemnation. It's an honest question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. One that I think that we should be honest enough with ourselves to ask. And, and I think the other side of that is people are going to say, wait a minute, you're recommending that I practice spiritual discipline and uh, and spend time with God for the sake of getting better at spiritual discipline and in my time with God? And I say, yes. Yes, 100%. It it might feel awkward, but maybe that's just because it's not something you're accustomed to. Mm-hmm. But as you become accustomed to it, you'll see the value. Oh, yeah. For sure. In the same way that I would tell 
a parent who feels estranged from their child, go spend time with your kid. Mm-hmm. Right? Do it. Mm-hmm. E- and they'd be like, "Well, that's not that's not organic. I want organic <laughs> growth." You know what? Ha- you know what organic farmers do? They plant and they weed and they water. And organic farming is a lot of work. Yep. A lot of intentional planned work. That's right. And that's where organic growth comes from. <laughs> yeah. And I think that we see evidences in scripture too of this idea of our faith being able to to increase. And and I think it's it's fair to, to call on God to increase our faith, right? The the apostles at one point, you know, asked oh, Jesus, yeah. they're like, increase our faith. They, right. I think that's what they're doing when they pray for boldness. Yeah, oh totally. Or or I always think of um the story uh, I believe it's the father of a demon possessed oh, boy. Oh man. Right? Yes. I I believe help my unbelief. Yes. Right? Like By the way, get that book. Oh yeah, help we, my unbelief. Yeah. We did we did the interview with Barnabas Piper last year mm-hmm. when the book re-released. Yeah. Um Oh no, 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 wait. We, we did, did Pastor's we Kid. We did Pastor's Kid, but help my unbelief released at the same re-released at the same time mm-hmm. um yeah but that is a fantastic book to that end yeah yeah and i mean and jesus prayed that peter's faith would be strengthened for what he was going through so so there's an aspect of you know us exercising our faith through the means that god's provided crying out to god to increase our faith right in those moments where we we need it and we we understand our own limitations and our own deficiencies and understanding that like He's the giver of good gifts, right? So mm-hmm. so go to him, go to him when you're in need. And I would add to that, study apologetics. Sure. Uh so when we talk about apologetics, the the field of Christian study that is about explaining why we believe what we believe, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. I think we only think of men standing at podiums yeah. across from an atheist, right, creating wonderful mic drop moments. Right. That's what we think apologetics is. Um, The first thing I learned in seminary, and I greatly appreciated this. First thing that I learned in my apologetics class was the most important apologetics are personal apologetics. Mm. Anything that you learn with the intention of just sharing is pointless. Yeah, totally. Learn it for the point of increasing your faith. This Mm -hmm. is a spiritual discipline and a personal growth class. Mm -hmm. And... If you get opportunity to apply this in evangelism, all the better. Right. Yeah. Totally. And I thought th- I thought that was brilliant, and it really changed the way that I considered apologetics in in such a way as when people come to me with questions of faith and stuff like that. That's a a direction I love to point them. Oh, you know, totally. Build these build these foundations so that when you struggle, you have something to land on. Yeah. And so I, I like that you brought up evangelism because I, w- I was having some thoughts about evangelism as I was thinking through this question too and the implications there, right? Um, God is the one who is working in people to give them faith, right? But again, just because we know that to be true, that doesn't mean we don't have a part to play, right? Yep. Just because we understand that, okay, well, you know, people are going to come to faith if God is working. It's a gift that he gives, Right, it's not me that creates it, sure, but like you said, you, the the verse you quoted, Romans ten seventeen, faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So our part in that is to proclaim Christ. Mm-hmm. God uses us sharing our faith 
as a means to give people faith. Right. How that all works together, why it works better sometimes than others is, you know, mysteries that he knows and we don't understand. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I think at this point people are going to want to start getting out the scalpel and dissect, dissecting the parts. Right. And trying to perfectly categorize things in a box. Right. When, when Mark, in Mark, Jesus gives this amazing analogy where he said, talks about the farmer who plants the seed mm. and waters it. And then the, the great line of it is, and he knows not how, mm. but it grows. Mm-hmm. Right? I think one thing that we need to land on pretty heavily with all of these sort of theological discussions is first figure out what's clear, mm-hmm. then figure out what, if anything, you're supposed to do about it, and then third, worry about these other things. Mm-hmm. We get two and three flipped. Yeah. Right? Sometimes we even throw three above one. Right. And we <laughs> just want to sit around and be like, well, we're not going to do anything until we have everything understood. Right. I right. saw this. There was this cartoon one time that was going around the internet of this uh, dad who says to his little girl, hey, honey, can you go clean your room? And the dad comes back and he's like, honey, did you hear me when I said clean your room? Mm-hmm. She's like, did I hear you? Oh, man, I heard you. And I tweeted it out. I looked it up in three different dead languages and learned how to say it backward and forward in those dead languages. I called all my friends together, and we talked about all the implications of cleaning the room. And <laughs> and then the picture pans out, and they're in this filthy teenager's bedroom. And he's like, honey, did you clean your room? And she's like, I've been way too busy. Yeah. yeah. I just thought, wow. Yeah. That hits like a hammer. Oh, it does. It does. Yeah. So we are, we've been given a commission that is great. We have been tasked with proclaiming Christ, with sharing our faith, with um, evangelism and discipleship and all of these things. Mm -hmm. We understand that it's God who gives the increase, right? But we, we have a part to play and, and, and yeah, we don't understand. We don't understand again, like why it works the way it does. We don't understand why some people are going to be receptive and not others. Ultimately, yeah, these things are mysteries, but like rather than just tying ourselves up in knots, you're right. We just need to just do it. Just do it and and trust it'll work because God says it will work. Mm-hmm. He says this is how it happens. He gives us a, a, a some some picture, some some degree of understanding of this is what I need you to do. This is what's going to happen. And just do it. Yep. Right. Um, and I, I love I love this a uh, couple verses in in Isaiah fifty five. Uh, for as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. God's word works. The gospel works. We just need to proclaim it. That, that is, is, is yeah. as simple as that. And it's not going to hit 100%, but just just do it. It's useful. It's effective. Um, God has given us the means um, for evangelism, and we just need to be obedient in doing it. And, and I think people are going to, there's going to be a temptation for people to hear that and say, either I have and it didn't work, so now what? Mm-hmm. Or to say, 
Um, are you telling me that this is a promise that if I just go do it, then this is going to be a thing? Mm. Um, I would say when we proclaim the gospel, that man is in need of a savior mm-hmm. and that God himself provided that rescue because he loved us and wanted to reconcile all things to himself. Mm-hmm. That is the gospel that leads to faith. Mm. Even if it is rejected by the hearer, mm-hmm. our proclamation of the gospel is worship. Mm-hmm. It's an acknowledgement of our faith and a celebration of who he is. Mm-hmm. And that in and of itself is not void. Yeah. Oh, for sure. What? And, and sometimes we want to look to that second part and go, well, that's the consolation prize. <laughs> it is no consolation prize. Right. It is no make you feel better. It is not a way to sort of prove a text that otherwise might not prove itself because mm. the person didn't actually believe. That's the point. Yeah. The point is that we are witnesses mm-hmm. of what God has done for us personally and what he has revealed to us. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think yeah. people who like the, the hypothetical person that you, you brought up who, you know, has shared the gospel with someone in particular and it hasn't worked and therefore is questioning the effectiveness of evangelism. Um, like sometimes we need to get our eyes off the, the minutia and, and see the big picture Mm-hmm. You know, you know how I know evangelism is effective because we're sitting here right. 2000 years later on the other side of the earth yep. in a town full of churches. Right. Like, I mean, like this is it works. It does on on the grand scale. And yes, mm-hmm. on an individual level, there are some right, the gospel is foolishness to those who are perishing. And we can't tell. We don't have, you know, um, we don't have election goggles to tell who is going to respond positively and who is not. But on the grand scheme of things, it does work. It will work. And if it's not happening, it's probably because we're just not doing it enough. I, 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 maybe that's a little harsher, maybe that whatever, but that's, uh, I just, I really feel like, um, it is effective, um, because, because, and we are the proof of that. So absolutely. All right, man. Next week. Mm hmm. We start phase three. Phase three, yeah. The third section of the catechism. The third and final. That's true, section actually. Section of the catechism. Question 36. What do we believe about the Holy Spirit? Hmm. The pneumatos. Some people think because we're Baptists, we don't even believe in the Holy Spirit. So it'll be a fun, fun chat. You'll find out soon enough. You'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a resource of Memorial Baptist Church in Stratford, Ontario, in cooperation with the Gospel Coalition of Canada and is produced by Alex Walker. See you. Take care.